Welcome to Lacrosse Classified on the LAX All-Stars Podcast Network. Your home for the latest news from the National Lacrosse League and Indoor Lacrosse. Now, let's talk some lacrosse with your hosts, Jake Elliott and Evan Schemenauer. What's going on, lacrosse fans? Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified here on the LAX All-Stars Podcast Network. You found us once again here on a Tuesday for episode 77, little hockey sticks section here for you coming up. And a great program is in tow as we have from the Vancouver Warriors NLL MVP candidate. Mitchell Jones will join us, number 16 in your Warriors program. We are going to advance four more teams to the Elite Eight and then break down a couple more brackets in who you got. We're going to go under review. We're going to give you some quick sticks. All sorts of things are going to happen on today's podcast, Evan. What's happening with you back in Saskatoon? Once again, I somehow managed to get busier at work. It's it's, uh, it's strange. I'm not complaining. But uh, it's a different world for me when I see everybody, you know, playing Scrabble online or online poker games or what's the next thing to binge on Netflix. It's like, I wish I could watch Netflix for, for a couple of days. It'll happen in about three weeks or so, but that's good. But weather's warming up. Uh, it was, you know, it was about 18 degrees here in Saskatoon this past week. So starting to get better. And how goes the, and, uh, the weight loss, the fitness uh, quest? Down 37 as of this morning. Another four pounds. Good for you. Um, Where are you at now? Well, I'm I'm kind of just hovering. I, I'm maintaining here through COVID. I've been, like I said, over the last couple of weeks, been trying these YouTube workouts. I've uh, been walking up some hills. I actually went and did the crunch. Uh, I actually did it twice uh, yesterday and feeling that today, but uh, I'll be happy if I just kind of maintain my, my weight that I'm at right now until I can get back in a gym and, and uh, get after it properly. So uh, I'm hovering around the 105 mark uh, loss so far and, and still yeah. ways to go, but, but happy with that and, and happy to be with you. And uh, we're, what are we doing, Evan? We're getting close to the end of April here. And, and I've, I don't know, man, I, I've kind of just shut off the news. There's no sports to watch. I've been playing a lot of, a lot of NBA 2K. I've been watching a lot of Netflix, uh, but I've been I've been missing lacrosse and, and missing sport. And it, and like the days are just kind of melting together now. I but I, every now and then I hear like positive things. Like we're starting to to maybe see a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know how far away that light is, but. I think everybody's still doing the right things and whatever everybody is doing is working. And, and I, again, the message is keep doing it. Don't, don't get complacent. Keep doing this so we don't have to do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's a mixed message out there. You know, with Italy, as bad as they got slammed, they're now allowing Serie A teams to start training again. And it's like, uh, I don't know about that, right? It's kind of a, I'm, the way I'm looking at it, it's 
that's going to work until there's another positive case amongst the players, and then that'll be shut down again. I mean, South Korean baseball might be starting up soon. But the strange thing is the Saskatchewan, they started this reopening plan, and it was a little more detailed than, say, the one that was announced in Ontario this morning. And they're going to allow certain things to reopen. The, the premier really got a lot of negative backlash when he started looking at this and they really pulled the reins back. I mean, and this is the strange thing is they announced golf courses are going to be open here, mm. but they're open in such a restrictive manner that <laughs> I don't know if many people really, some people oh, don't, die don't kid yourself, go. man. Don't kid yourself. They've been doing this in BC for the better part of a month now. And I can tell you, it's, it's a very popular thing. People want to get outside. They want to get fresh air. They want to get some exercise. They, they miss their favorite sport and, and tons of people are taking advantage of it, but it kind of leads me to the point, Evan, like, you know, now, businesses have figured like I went grocery shopping yesterday and, and like, for instance, Safeway, like you go up one way and you go down another way when you're in an aisle. So everybody's not crisscrossing. Everybody's kind of going in the same direction. Businesses now have figured out how to operate effectively and safely with physical distancing. I don't like the term social distancing, Evan. I like physical distancing because we're still connected socially, but it's the physical aspect that we have to get our heads around here. And I I think businesses mostly have figured out like, okay, like when you go to Subway, this person stands here, the next person in line stands here, and the, the sandwich maker has figured out how to, you know, they're wearing gloves and masks and they stay a certain distance. So... I think it's okay for places to start opening back up as long as the proper procedures are in place to operate safely for everybody. Yeah, with my two employers, now one of them, we can actually effectively work from home. We, we've proven that. We don't really... I think a lot of companies have figured that out as well. A lot, yeah. you know, a lot of people are, are working just fine from home. It's, it's going to be difficult for some people mm-hmm. to go back. Yeah, and you know we don't need to be at a client. We don't need to be open so people can come see us, right? So that's that's a whole different story. I mean, eventually you're going to need some normalcy and back to the office. But when you look at the the regulations that have been kind of drawn up, and there's not a timeline yet for us to reopen, they're so restrictive. It's like, okay, well, do you even bother at this stage? We're kind of doing well the way we are. The other employer, which is a heritage park, similar to a museum, but not quite, we're not until phase four. And that, because that's public gatherings, right? And now the challenge becomes how do you effectively operate a heritage park, which doesn't, it's not, say, a typical museum where you got kind of a path to go through, right? So how do you operate that effectively and safely? It's not obvious, but because we're so far down the chain, we got the time to think about it. Yeah, and, and there is a way. If there's a will, there's a way, and I, and I think most businesses will figure it out. This is a lacrosse podcast, but, again, we are living in some strange and crazy times, and this pandemic is obviously, you know, on the forefront of everybody's mind, and, and I think it's a discussion. we got a platform to discuss some things here, Evan. That's what we're going to do, but we're also going to talk some lacrosse, and let's do that now. 
as we're going to get into Stampede Tax, who we had and a new special announcement here for Stampede Tax. Listen up now, people. Stampede Tech and Westernware would like to remind you that their website at stampede.ca is open 24-7. As the COVID-19 crisis continues, we would like to offer listeners of Lax Class a special promotion. Now, until May 15th, when you place an order online, use the promo code LAXCLASS20. That's different from PVL's Lacrosse Classified 20. LAXCLASS20 for Stampede Tech. And they'll take 20% off your order as a way to say thank you. Exclusive to Lacrosse Classified followers and listeners only. Stampede.ca, where shopping online is still shopping local. Lax Class 20, Evan. Promo code 20% off. I'm going to be heading there tonight because I don't do any of my shopping in stores anymore. I, I'm strictly online and delivery. I, I refuse to go into stores anymore, so... Even my hardware deliver yesterday was a curbside pickup. That's the closest I'm going. I'm going to Sam Pete Tag. There's a great example of how companies have learned to function in the in these crazy times. Online shopping and curbside pickup. Two options there for you to get your business going. Okay. Who we had, and let's do pre-90s bracket, and then we'll do the 90s bracket, Evan, as we're going to punch the final four teams into the Elite Eight here as we're whittling our way down here in the greatest box lacrosse team of all time tournament. And one of these matchups was decided by a single vote. Once again, a single vote advances how many times that's happened almost weekly this is the third time okay uh where do you want to begin let's go with the 60s green gale of course jim bishop don stinson seven minto caps in a row here for the green gales uh and again the green gales twitter account encouraging people to vote on this and they win it as they get past uh what were they the the o'keefe's thank you Actually, both teams promoted this one, so good on both of them. There you go. 64% of the vote, Green Gales, move on. And now it gets interesting over in that bracket, Evan. Of course, Oshawa, Durham Region, Brooklyn, Whitby. I don't. My geography is not great, but I believe all those kind of territories, if you will, are in the same area. But now... The Brooklyn Redmen, Evan, what was it, 83 straight wins, something like that for this team. They win in a landslide, the most convincing win so far, 73% here for Brooklyn. But now the Redmen got to take on the Green Gales here. And, and now who do you vote for here if you're fans of both those teams, which I know a lot of people are? I have a strategy in how I'm going to pick the the – the elite eight and it's a very simple one and i'll i'll leave it to later on i'm not even going to explain my picks i'm just going to make them and i'm pretty sure you can figure out how i've made my picks pretty quickly but i i know how i'm voting on this on this matchup for two reasons but uh we'll see how it plays out interesting interesting okay then a little teaser there from evan we'll see how uh that goes two down two to go and this was uh, this was the game that was decided by one single vote here, Evan. And 
I believe I picked against them. You picked for them. But the 1999 Toronto Rock, 51% squeak by into the Elite Eight. No, actually, I said I'm picking the Bandits, although I'm certain Toronto's going to win. Hmm. Now, it was a little closer than I thought it was going to be. I think the Bandits are still the better team of the two, but I wasn't surprised that Toronto won. No, either was I, and that's right. Now I recall that conversation a little bit clearer. 97 Shamrocks, Gary Gate, Tommy Marichek, taking on the 95 Chiefs, the Kilgores, Paul Gate on that 95 team, I believe, as well. And Chiefs fans get it done once again. Chiefs fans have been turning up for the vote as well here, Evan. And they move on. They get past the Shamrocks 64% here and a pretty convincing win for Six Nations. So once again, um, not a surprise. It was a coin flip for me, and the coin went the wrong direction. So, Well, yeah, you used the coin like two or three times last week. Twice, yeah. Forgot about that. Forgot about that. Cop out. All right, so there it is. Chiefs, Rock, Gales, and Red move in to the Elite Eight. Do you want to break this down, Evan? Let's have a peek here at the bracket. So the Green Gales will take on the Redmen. We talked about that one. One of those teams moving into the Final Four. Then it's the 95 Chiefs against the 99 Rock. Oh, man. I would lo- I would pay a lot of money just to watch those two rosters play against each other in an actual game. 2,000 Rock again. Rock got two teams here into the final eight. 2,000 Rock against 2,001 Adnax. A lot of overlap there between those two teams, uh, players on both sides. And then maybe the premier game out of all of it. 2016 Rush up against the 2018 Lakers. This is going to be a heck of a matchup. I'm still sticking by my prediction from last week that the winner of that 2010s bracket mm. is winning the whole thing. So, like, literally this this, this week is going to decide the whole thing, in my opinion. We sh- That's your opinion, Evan. That's all it is. Uh, let's take a quick break here, and then let's get number 16 from the Vancouver Warriors on the podcast. Coming up next from your NLL Warriors, it's Mitch Jones. Stick with us, episode 77 of Lacrosse Classified on the Lux All-Stars Podcast Network. A Vancouver Warriors game at Rogers Arena sounds like this. Jones shoots and he scores! Diving effort from Mitch Jones. Nothing's monotone. Lee and Beers go crashing into the crease. Nothing's boring. Now we're going to have a fight. It's the captain squaring off. And at Vancouver Warriors games, loads up. Nothing's offside. Tries a shot and he scores! Experience it for yourself. Vancouver Warriors tickets are available now. Tickets starting from 1995. Visit VancouverWarriors.com slash tickets today. This is Keegan Ball from the Vancouver Warriors. You're listening to Lax Class, your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. You just heard from our good friends at the Vancouver Warriors. Nothing's offside down there at Rogers Arena during Warriors season, which will return. We just don't know when. Visit them at NLL Warriors on Twitter and Instagram or at VancouverWarriors.com. Or you can call 604-899-4625-4625. And uh, somebody will pick up the phone there and answer any questions you may have, courtesy of the Vancouver Warriors. 
Speaking of those Vancouver Warriors, we're about to have one on the program and one Mitchell Jones who had himself a game. Let's flash back here a little bit, Evan, to Rochester in a game that the Nighthawks led 10-9 to with just 16 seconds to go before this happened. We're down to 10 seconds. Down to 8, right wing side. Shot scores. There is a moving pick against Paul Dawson that was not called. So Mitch Jones gets the tying goal with just four seconds to go. Uh, Apparently there is a moving pick missed on that goal. Vancouver will take it. But not only does Mitch Jones tie the game to force it to overtime, but then a few minutes into the extra frame, this happens. Evan scampers away from one. Bounces it over. In on goal. Shot. And that is denied by Penny. As that was Turner Evans. Now, the other end of the floor, Jones shoots and scores. Mitch Jones with the OT winner. Mitch Jones screamed out of the box. It was a bad pass. If he got it cleanly, it was sure a goal. He was able to corral it in and beat Ryland Hartley for the goal. So Jonesy gets the tying goal, he gets the winning goal, and an emphatic one-knee fist pump, and then just teed off on the official after scoring the overtime goal. Uh, Mitch, welcome back to the podcast here uh, for your second time. How's it going, and can you give us maybe a a PG version of, of some of the words that you were expressing to the official after that overtime winner? Hey, Jumbo. Thanks for having me. Um, quite the intro there. I've uh, I got quite a few questions from that highlight and maybe my potential uh, beef with the officials that night. Um, but, I, I mean, I remember that night in Rochester. It was an emotional win for us on the road, and I guess I uh, felt some of the calls along the way were, were not in our favor. Um, but it is what it is. I, I know uh, that's a tough job those guys got, and I'm not usually the, the guy who jumps all over the officials. But... Uh, Everyone makes mistakes. I think maybe I was a little harsh on Hilti that night, but I think we're all going bad, and I don't think uh, any feelings are really hurt. Well, it was it was the emotion, like the the you know the empathetic uh, celebration, and then you're right. Like I don't normally see you get that emotional or, or heated at an official, but uh, like you said, it was a crazy finish to that game, and and I think emotions just kind of got the better of you. But, what uh, what's going on, man? Are you, what are you up to right now? You're chilling downtown. I think you're out on your deck catching a little sun. How's how's life treating you through this this pandemic? Yeah, I'm hanging out downtown, um, getting some sun right now. The weather's been pretty good too. I think I get some rain come up here, but uh, I mean life's good. I don't have too many complaints. Obviously, I'd like to be out there playing the cross, um, but I'm keeping busy. I'd finish some coursework, working a little bit, and kind of just taking care of myself um, during this whole uh, pandemic thing. But life with Logan Schuss in, self, in you know, self-isolation, it's got to be a bit of a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Logan's fun to have around. He's, uh, he's in and out with his parents in Liner, but when he's downtown, uh, he's, he's hit the golf course a few times. Um, yeah, he's always fun to have around, keeping it light, and uh, he's a good partner to have at all times. 
Yeah, I, uh, of course, we were both at the NLL house party a, a couple of days ago. That was a lot of fun. And, and I tried to get you to, to throw Logan under the bus and asked you who would be rated higher if the NLL had a video game, Mitch. But I, I won't get you to do that this time. But if they did, what do you think you would be rated at if, if, if they came out with one? Uh, depends. I'm not a huge video game guy, but I think different sports kind of rate it differently, if I'm not mistaken. Like, some sports, you got your 95 guys, some sports, the best guys are, are only 90s or what it may be, so I don't really know. Um, the one video game I do play is NBA 2K, and I really think if it ever did get big enough to make a video game, they could really take a lot um, from that game and, and make it into a Wicked the Cross game, so that would be something cool to see if it ever did happen. Well, you're coming off of a season where you're in the conversation for MVP of the league. What do you feel changed about your game from last year to this year that elevates you so much? Uh, I mean, it's, it's flattering to be in those conversations. Um, take it with a grain of salt. It was a, I think we ended up playing 13 games. It's a 13-game season. Um, I don't think a whole lot changed about my game. I think I was put in some good spots. I'm, I'm still kind of maturing as a player, so hoping that I can keep getting better. Um, and to have a, have a specifically good year is, is always uh, good for yourself, but you're always kind of looking to make your team better, and I don't think uh, the MVP is usually going to come from a non-playoff team or a sub-500 team. Speaking with Mitch Jones of the Vancouver Warriors, and, and Mitch, a lot of people, especially lately, I've, I've seen talking about how lacrosse helped them become a better hockey player, and, and you were a guy that, that went to university and played hockey at a pretty high level. I don't know what your aspirations were as far as hockey goes, but I want to ask you kind of on the flip side of it, did hockey help your lacrosse game, and if so, how? For sure. I think just playing sports as a kid, I was always playing every sport I could. Um, hockey and lacrosse kind of worked out perfectly for me. Living in BC, you get your hockey season, which is your regular winter season, and then summer box lacrosse season always uh, kept me excited to play both sports and um, I mean, in the summer, I'd still be on my rollerblades, and in the winter, I'd still have my stick in my hands in the backyard and stuff like that. Um, so I just I had a ton of fun, and I was lucky enough to be able to do it until I was 24. I think I played both sports, uh, what you call competitively until then. Um, so it's longer than most kids can really dream of. So I was, I was pretty happy with that, and uh, I have no regrets about that. Now, the team, of course, you know, outside the playoffs when the regular season ended, but you had the big win against New England on the road. A tough few losses. Now, it was going to be a building year, but where do you assess the team's performance for the season that was? Yeah, I mean, I've looked back at the season since we kind of got canceled. I've looked back a few times, and I, after every game I rewatched, I, I kind of broke our season down into three parts. At the beginning, we came out. Maybe didn't get some bounce we wanted, but we were in some close games. Um, I think we beat New York, and we had three or four uh, losses stacked on top of that. But they weren't all terrible games. And then we kind of turned it around. I think we won three or four. Ending with that Rochester game was kind of our, our high note. And um, I mean, personally, I was kind of hoping that would kind of propel us into a more competitive next phase of the season. But then after that, we kind of tumbled. And then obviously the unfortunate or uh, the unexpected end there. So, yeah, there's always things to build on, um, always things to look back on and think, oh, should have done that better, could have done that better. But, uh, I mean, early we we had Mick Phillips in our dressing room. He's kind of a heart and soul guy. He went down early that 
um, was unfortunate for us. We're, we're hoping to have him or rooting for him to come back strong. Um, but yeah, you can always look back and say, get it on this or what on that. But I think that's kind of how I broke down our season. Well, you're going to get uh, a pretty good defender injected into your. You're going to get two guys back if you get Billick back, and then you got Brett Mitski coming into your lineup as well, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> it isn't exactly going to hurt your back end. Um, I I would assume that you wear number 16 because that's the number that your father wore during his playing career. Who, if I'm not mistaken, Mitch, might be the last guy to lead the WA in scoring using a wooden stick. Uh, Talk about your family because you got a pretty pretty deep lacrosse history. Your uncle was a fantastic player. Your dad, of course, and you got two brothers that that are pretty good ballers as well. Where does the the love come from? And, And... to circle back to, to RJ, what, what did you learn from your dad growing up? Uh, man, I mean, every everything I've learned through lacrosse has come full circle around to, uh, to my dad. And I know, I mean, my first memories are running around Queen's Park. You probably remember better than I do, but I remember running around Queen's Park and the New West Sound Valley, seeing the ball boy and kind of being a part of that team and remembering the guys that were playing and getting to watch them. Um, so that obviously had some influence on me. Um, and then the rest of my family, the same, same idea. Right? I know my brothers, but my brother, Jason came before me. Um, we used to, used to beat up on me in the backyard and, and stuff like that. So that come, kind of grew me into the player that I am, I would say. Um, yeah, it's, it's a family game. Across is, a lot of lacrosse families are like that. You, uh, I think we're starting to get more outside influence and the game's growing, but I think for a long time, it's kind of a niche sport and you kind of inherit that from your, from your family for sure. He had uh, an insertion of a Caleb Toth as an assistant coach late in the year, just before things ended. What are you looking forward most to Caleb as your assistant going forward? Yeah, that was a bit of a, I mean, Caleb came to one practice. Um, I know who he is. I know kind of his accolades on that, but I don't know him that well personally. He he came into one practice, was, was really great with us, and uh, kind of just showed that he has a, a sharp lacrosse mind. He's, he's a guy that wants to work hard and wants to help us. Uh, so that's something to be excited to look forward to. Um, with the season being cut short, we really didn't get to, to grow that relationship too much. So that's kind of on hold until a further date. But he's uh, he's a welcome addition to our team and um, a guy who just from the first impression is, is competitive and, and wants to help us and kind of has that drive and not to mention the, the brains and lacrosse knowledge to help us get to where we want to go couple of more minutes here with number 16 for your NLL Warriors, Mitch Jones. And uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, Jonesy, you know I've, I've kind of been on, on the health kick here for last uh, year. I saw you on the Instagram going for a run. It, it looked like you were either running with or running after a, a, a female there. I don't know what exactly <laughs> what was going on, but uh, I, I'm jealous of that slender physique that you have, Mitchell. How how are you staying in shape during this uh, lockdown phase we're in? My mom always used to tell me she wished she had my calves. I don't know if it was a compliment or, or a jab <laughs> at me, but I got yeah, I got the, the natural lankiness that for sure. Um, I've been doing lots of stuff. I I'm lucky enough to have uh, a gym I can get into once a week, kind of a private little lockdown gym. Um, but I've been trying some new stuff. I've been biking kind of around town um i got a little loop for my from door to door that i go around stanley park and back about 20 kilometers that i've started to do 20 stairs right next door 20 and yeah i'm looking to go more i've I've been doing it on a for lack of a better term one of those crappy city shaw bikes so i ordered myself a bit more uh road capable bike so i'm hoping to lengthen that out a bit Uh um 
the stairs have been good. I was been running the animal hills lately. There's some cool stairs. We're, we're doing some hill runs. Um, honestly, I, I'm the when the cross is going to come back is a little uncertain, but I'm I'm ready to go. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, it's always nice to have a few weeks where you're not getting beat up on the floor and kind of get some training in. So. I'm feeling pretty good as far as the body's feeling right now. Yeah, and the other thing I, I saw uh, on your Instagram, if you want to give Mitch a follow, by the way, what is it, Mitch Jones seventy four? You're verified in everything on Instagram. I saw. Uh, I got the yeah, I got that blue check. It's uh, just Mitch Jones four. Mitch it's Jones four. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Just four. Um, I saw you post up uh, a nice little picture of of prepackaged meals that you're getting. Apparently, you're now a sponsored athlete for crave healthiness uh this stuff looks pretty good and i know you're sponsored by them so i wanted to give you a bit of a runway here to give give them a plug on lacrosse classifier yeah we can give them a plug uh free adult take that they're i mean they're keeping me alive pretty much um it's a local company the guy talks his ass off and he makes really really good meals um i've, I've done a few of them before and honestly when he when he reached out to me i was kind of um reluctant i some of those meals aren't the highest ball here. They're kind of just put together for convenience, but this is a real deal. They're, they're really, really good. I eat them, um, at least one, one meal a day. I've, uh, a little spare time. I've been cooking some of my own meals, of course, but no crave is unbelievable. Um, you check out my Instagram every once in a while. I post a link for a discount. So if you want to hop on that train, I highly recommend it. The last game before things, uh, closed down in Saskatchewan, your roommate, Mate, Logan Mason, I got to give him an A for effort. Mike Messenger on a tear on transition, and Logan goes one on one with him, gets lit up. Can you actually at least get to have a laugh of that? Uh, I've kind of been looking forward. I'm not sure if we're going to get the chance to do it this summer, but having them in the same room, um, I think I was going to maybe find Mike a couple dollars for embarrassing a teammate. But uh, I mean, I, I Matt, forgot their Matt, teammates. On the yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, Matt, that's the beast. That I, you're right. Base reference. I don't know if I would be getting in front of that train. Um, but he's uh, was quite the player. I, I do chuckle to myself every time the Van Allen blows that highlight up. Um, just kind of say a prayer for Logie there. <laughs> the hammer. Here's one for you. What's the arena outside Vancouver you look forward to playing in the most? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, oh. up there. I, I went back there once, and I haven't had much success against Bandits after, uh, after leaving town, but I, I'm hopeful that, that they'll come eventually. Um, but I, I like going there. I mean, just I spent a lot of time there. That arena really is electric. Um, I guess not NLL team, but Victoria's kind of in the same boat. I like going in there. I've had a little more success going back to Victoria than I have Buffalo. Um, so that's always a fun one. Kind of gets the competitive juices going. Uh, yeah, I guess those would be my thoughts too. There's, there's a ton of great arenas on that alone now, though. I, there's not really a bad spot to go anymore. Um, every road trip, you're, you know, there's going to be some good fans for you and a good atmosphere. Um, just sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, but you gave Evan a good question, and, and we like to give out a little ding every time one of our guests says good question or great question, and, and Evan has been in a massive good question drought that you just ended 
right there, Mitch Jones. Um, I got a little bit of a bone to pick with you. I, I watched you on the Stripped podcast with, with our buddy Tyson Geick and Colton Clark, and, and they asked you, if I'm not mistaken, what podcast you enjoy listening to. And now that you're a two-time guest, I'm hoping your answer has changed because I did not hear the words lacrosse classified come out of your mouth, Mitchell. Yeah, I'm a subscriber. I'm not a... My memory's not that sharp. Give me a break there. Um, I listen. I got the podcast going uh, for for most of the mornings or when I'm at work and stuff like that. And you're you're definitely on the list. It's okay. A good listen. I, I feel better. I yeah. feel better. Got to keep got to keep up to date on my lacrosse news and, and journalist perspective. You know that. There you go. I appreciate it, Mitch, uh, and I appreciate your time here on Lax Class. Uh, we'll do this again. Be safe. Be healthy. Be happy. And and we'll talk soon, buddy. All right. Take care. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Mitch Jones from your Vancouver Warriors. And, and, I mean, it's tough for a guy like that who is having a season like that, Evan, to all of a sudden just have it cut short. Like one of his best NLL year to date, and all of a sudden it's just done. But the thing is, is that Mitch has now developed himself into an elite player in the league. I know he didn't give an answer on the question. I will. I would put him around a 94, 95 mm. on an NLL EA sports game. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a pretty accurate. I'm going to have to hit Mitch up because, like he just mentioned, he's been playing a lot of 2K. I've been playing a lot of 2K. Maybe we might have to go one-on-one in the neighborhood one of these days. Um Let's take a break, Evan, and let's come back on the other side. We'll have quick sticks, and we'll go under review next, coming up in quarter three of episode 77 of Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey, this is Steve Priolo of Team Canada, the Buffalo Bandits, and Victoria Shamrocks. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on Lax All-Stars, growing the game one podcast at a time. Back on episode 77 of Lacrosse Classified here on Lacrosse All-Stars. Jake Elliott, Evan Sheminar with you. Good conversation there with my former ball boy with the Salmon Bellies, Evan. Mitch Jones, uh, always love talking lax with Jonesy. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a good laugh, a, you know, fun conversation, a little bit different than what we're used to, and I love it. Me too. Uh, let's get into some quick sticks here before we go under review. Got a bit of a different take on under review this week. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Quick sticks, though. Uh, have you caught wind of this, Evan? The great pickle debate going on in Orangeville right now. Uh, have you have you have you heard about this? Nope. Okay. Apparently, there is two to ID. I should have dug deeper and did a little more investigating here. We might have to have somebody from the Ville on to settle this once and for all. But apparently Bruce Codd is is a fan of, I believe, Judy's Pickles. I, I could be getting this wrong here. Somebody's going to come at me on Twitter, I think. But Bruce Codd is on one side. Glenn Bryan, former uh, NLLer, former captain of the Northmen as well, is on a, a different train as far as which pickle th- he prefers. 
and it's more or less divided the Northmen and Orangeville as a whole. Like people, people are taking sides, and this has gotten quite nasty. Well, maybe we need to get them back on the trade ward train, and then we'll be in good shape. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you want to cast your vote or take one side or, or another, uh, do that. Lacrosse Flash came up with a pretty interesting poll that I kind of wanted to gloss over with you as well, Evan, here on Quick Sticks. And that was, who do you think the top teams on social media are? Halifax definitely won it, in my opinion, this year. Mine too. Um, Charlie, Charlie Ragusa. Ragusa yep. has, has done a phenomenal job out there. Now, my second place pick I didn't even make the top five, which is the Saskatchewan Rush, and I think it's just that they got a bigger presence that they constantly try and engage with the fans. Um, but, uh, oh, there's no question who the number one was. Well, you said Halifax. Uh, I my number two was was the Vancouver Warriors, Evan, with the whole biz nasty promo. I I think they can be a little light on social media sometimes with other stuff, but the fact that they pulled off this Paul Bissonette Biz Nasty promo. Like this was like the biggest NLL promotion I think in the in the league's history. Yeah, they were number three on my list. So, uh, who else did you have down there? I think Buffalo with the whole Dane's World and and all the stuff that the Bandits do. I think are they're up there on my list. I always uh, enjoy the Mammoth uh, social media account, even though they don't follow me on Twitter for some reason, Evan, which always seems to <laughs> chat me a little bit. Um, of course, the Rush and, and uh, Calgary's always putting out some good content. All the teams really do a great job. We just got to kind of list our top five, though. Yeah, I mean, San Diego actually is, has stepped up their game even more than it was a year ago, so no issues there. Philly and uh, New England always had a good banter back and forth. That was fun to watch. And I think the Riptide have steadily improved as well. I, like I said, I think all the teams do a phenomenal job. But I just wanted to make mention of that uh, superb article put out from one Paul Tutka, who is a three-time Tom Borelli Award, I believe the only three-time award winner for the Borelli, Evan, and, and doesn't cover the NLL directly per se, but writes for USA Boxla now and, and put out a great article on a, what was a player's poll on who they thought were the NLL award winners this year. And it was really kind of cool to see the players vote on this and who they selected as, as their top guys. A lot of their picks followed ours. Um, Dylan Ward, though, uh, I can't disagree with Dylan Ward as goaltender of the year. Uh, you know, some of those highlight saves that he made throughout the year and the fact that he plays on a team that's very defensive-minded, you got to be on top of your game. But, uh, you know, Callum Crawford as the MVP, not a shocker. Graham Hosick as... Mentioned um, more than anybody else in the game. It was yeah. just the way that kind of he tied all the, the winners and nominees in. That's what I really enjoyed about it more than anything. And I wish... Tuts would, would write a little more about the NLL and box lacrosse. Uh, have you seen the Shatler's latest installment, uh, the, 
the country song? Have you have you seen that, Evan? Check that out. At Shatler says, yeah. "Oh my goodness, so they need <laughs> yeah. they, they need to get out of out of self isolation more than anybody." I believe. They, they live in Regina now. Of course, Saskatoon and Regina got this little bit of a rivalry going back and forth. They live in Regina. I, I mean, what else is there to do in Regina? Not much this time of year. He's got a great little place on a lake down there, though. Now uh, I got to stop by the Shatlers next time I'm in in the province. Uh, what else do we got here on Quick Sticks? Oh, I want to make mention of this. Uh, shout out to Pat Gregoire who turned my attention onto this. Owen Craddock. I hope I'm saying his name right. From Hamilton Lacrosse. Owen Craddock has been running five kilometers a day in support of COVID-19 relief. He's got a GoFundMe page going. I retweeted it earlier today. I believe you did as well, Evan. Hats off to the stick tap for this kid who's who's running five k a day and and raising some money to help uh, COVID relief fund. Good on him for running five k a day. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I I could probably do it. I can't remember the last time I did it. Oh well, yeah. I mean, walking five k a day, never mind running, would be uh, a, a pretty good feat. Lastly, or not, maybe not. Lastly, I saw an article come floating by about the Pagulas potentially selling the Bandits and the Nighthawks to Seneca Nation during this financial crisis. I, I think the article is a big load of hogwash, and and the Pagulas are not selling anything. I think it's wishful thinking on, on whoever penned that article, but uh, I, I don't know if I trust that source, and, and I, don't, uh, I don't believe that to be anywhere close to the truth. You? No, I, I don't either. What are they going to get out of the two teams? Maybe $10 million? That's, that's a that's drop in the, the bucket of, for them. Like that's about the same amount as they pay some of the top players on the Sabres, right? Exactly. It's a drop in the bucket compared to what they pay players on the bill. So I, I don't see it. And the Seneca Nation owning two teams, I guess my concern is Rochester still got to be bleeding money at this stage. And how long can the Seneca afford to support that? I don't know their financials, but that's my, I guess, my question mark on that yeah, one. I, I think it's, uh, I think it's a bunch of malarkey, Evan. I don't think it's true yeah. whatsoever, but we did want to make mention of that. The ALL, which is also box across. We don't really focus on the ALL very often, Evan, but uh, Commissioner St. John coming out saying that they're anticipating a mid to late September start for the league, and I think this is extremely ambitious, but they're planning on, on having a season for the ALL. Uh, it's a season cut short, and yeah, you may want to crown a champion. Let's see if that time frame plays out. It, it might. It might, but um, tough to see. Lastly, on Quick Sticks, Evan, who you got? Uh, we've been talking with Kevin, and and Kevin is is feeling still pretty good about the fact he wants to give away a pair of Blundstones to the winner and make somebody's day, make them feel good. Obviously, with everything going on, it's he's not exactly rolling in it uh, with his business right now, as many others are struggling as well, but does still want to do something nice for somebody. So I, we haven't talked about it, Evan, but I think, we're going to roll this out here in the next week or two, or maybe after the tournament's done, we will announce the winner and uh, post up the final standings here as well. Yeah. The next three weeks are going to be a little crazy for me at work. So 
once I, we get over that and we're through the tournament, then we'll we'll start dealing with. Okay, so we're not. So the, the prize yeah. will be given out. We will announce it. Uh, just be patient, and you guys have all been fantastic in that regard as well. Because I know you know people are people are worried. we're not we're not going back. It's still going to happen, but uh, just give us just tell the tournament's over, and then we'll. We'll announce a winner and, and get a pair of Blundstones off to you as well. I think that's it for Quick Sticks, Evan. Oh, one last one, and, and you wanted to make mention of the San Diego Seals and, and what Josiah and the Seals were doing down in SoCal as far as handing out some PPE. Yeah, I mean, a big effort there by Josiah on, on, in both New York and in San Diego, right? Handing out, you know, desperately Millions. needed supplies. Yeah, and... Now, of course, luckily enough, Alibaba has probably got one of the best access to some of these medical supplies. So, you know, use one world, help the other one. Beautifully done. Good to see the SEALs out there distributing some of the the items to the hospitals in San Diego. Can't be a good time. I don't know if I want to be around some of those places where there's hot spots, but good on them for for helping out well done indeed indeed josiah steve govett josh gross all the players uh out there and braving the elements and, and doing some good work for sure and uh, i want to give one last i know i keep saying last one shout out to kevin crowley as well i don't know if you saw the feature on the nll or not evan but not only has he taken in like an 18 year old abandoned cat but he's volunteering his time working in warehouses right now in philadelphia doing whatever he can to, to help out wherever he can uh, and fight this uh, this virus. So pretty pretty cool story there on, on Kevin Crowley through the NLL social channels as well. Check that out. All right, Evan, quick sticks are done. You know what that means. It's time to go under review. It's time for under review, presented by G. Wilson Construction. Each week, Jake and Evan answer a listener's question or break down an unusual call that happened in a game. The challenge flag has been thrown, so now it's time to take the matter under review. Under review brought to you by G. Wilson Construction. I need to get a hold of him. See what's going on with him. He's been quiet lately. I know that the construction business has as well. But they'll be back up and running and better and bigger in no time. I'm sure of it. So, once again, make sure you check out gwilsonconstruction.com. Upload your resume onto their website. And when hiring time comes back around, you can start your career building fine custom homes with a single focus right there at G. Wilson Construction. Okay, Evan, this week under review, and, and we're going to – Talk about a team each here that we think has a really bright future and then maybe a team that we worry about their future because of what lies ahead. Does that okay, make sense? So, I don't think I explained that yep. very well. No. So a team that you think is going to be on the rise and a team that is in danger of falling. Okay. So let me start with, my team that I think is in danger of falling and people at home aren't going to want to hear this, but it is the Saskatchewan rush. And the reason I have some fears are there's three problems. Number one, all those, that mountain of draft picks that Derek Keenan stocked up forever 
is now gone. So they're going to be picking late in the first round, late in the second round. That's kind of going to be the common theme. It's not like they're going to have a first rounder from Vancouver that's going to be in the top three all of a sudden. That That's done for. Second thing is a lot of these players are starting to become free agents. Do they stick around Saskatchewan? That's a question mark. We don't know yes or no. But here's the third problem. I think this is the big one. Derek Keenan's in the final year of his contract next year. And whether he makes a decision to say, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy fishing and golfing, he could do that. And if he's not there, then I really fear for the Russia's future. I, um, I, team on the, yeah. I, I don't think I, – yeah, I, I don't think Derek's ready to step away anytime soon. I think he really – enjoys coaching still and, and likes to be out on the road and being around the boys. I think he still gets a lot of satisfaction from it. I think he's still very motivated and I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon, but I, I hear what you're saying on that. And, and I have a bit of a, a hard time with this one picking who I think. And, and for me, it might be New York, Evan. And and I know they're going to get the first overall pick, which is going to be a very, very good player. But I, I just think, that they're they're a lot further away from being a competitive team than just getting the number one overall pick. So I don't know how long it's going to be before they get on a path where they're they're competing for a playoff spot. But I think as far as everybody else goes, they may be the furthest back. Can't disagree with it. Team that is on the rise now. I'm definitely in agreement with yours, but I'm taking the Philadelphia Wings. Uh, a team that really took a massive step forward. We kind of questioned the philosophy of the team a year ago, but Paul Day took a long-term approach. He set this thing up. You know, once he got Brett Hickey back, we saw what the team could do. And this is a team that has got two first-rounders in 2021. They got their draft pick this year. I think that they're going to be on the rise, but I, I, I love your pick as well. Yeah, and my, and my pick is the Halifax Thunderbirds. And you may be thinking, well, I mean, they've won championships. and But if you'll recall, like three, four years ago, Kurt Styers completely overhauled this roster, like gutted it from the inside out and, and started from scratch, essentially. They, I mean, kept a few key pieces around, of course, but – Started to acquire a lot of picks and, and turned over the roster fairly quickly. And you look now, you see Hasek, you see Shanks, you see Jackson, you see a young Warren Hill in goal. They got themselves a new starter. They got themselves a, a new city that has really embraced that team. And I think they're on a, on a huge projection upwards. And they could be there already. Like, I think they were going to be in the conversation for teams competing for the championship at the end of the year. But I think the future also sets up very well for them. Like they have a lot of good young pieces, and then they got a bunch of draft picks in the cupboard as well for the next couple of years. Yeah, they got two first rounders uh, for this year. Now both of them are going to be late first rounders because, of course, one of them is theirs, and the other one is a compensatory for losing Matt Vince years ago. Uh, they've got what two second rounders, but then they got three second rounders next year. So. Well set up, and let's put it this way. They've got the guy that you build a franchise around in the cyborg. Cyborg. (laughs) And now, of course, guys like Panesh, guys like Jammer. Campbell. 
Yeah, I mean, but Suvi we knew was going to move and probably going to move into a coaching role or some other role to team soon enough. But the pieces are there. And just a cyborg on his own is going to be a bright future for yeah, that I mean, team. Yeah, they got, they got a guy, Chris Bushy, who's who can't even crack that lineup, who is a very good, young, exciting player. So uh, some depth there as well in Halifax. So that's under review. Don't forget to submit your under review suggestions. We're all ears for those. We kind of kick it around each week and pick a topic, but we're open to open to your suggestions. So don't be shy there. Slide into the DMs. Do what you got to do. Send us your submissions for under review. One more break to come here on episode 77. We'll come back and we're going to put two teams well, we're going to put it up for a vote. Who gets into the final four of Stampede Tax? Who you got? Greatest box across team of all time tournament next. Quarter four. Stick around. Pure Vital Labs is proud to bring you the highest quality sports supplements on the market. PVL products are 100% all natural with no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. And the entire line is also Informed Choice certified. We designed all our products with the athlete in mind. We look forward to being a part of your athletic achievements, helping you push the bar higher, win at the highest levels, and set personal records for years to come. Hey, this is Dylan Ward from the Colorado Mammoth. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on Last All-Stars Podcast Network. Growing the game one podcast at a time, and now it's time for Who You Got. Welcome back. No more breaks here on Wax Class. Thanks for hanging with us. Jake Elliott, Evan Schemenauer, episode 77. Into the fourth quarter we go, and you know what that means, Evan. It's time to play Who You Got. Evan, who you got? Jake, who you got? 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 Presented by Stampede Tech and Western Wear. As we all do our part to fight COVID-19 and work our way back to normal one day, we know there are still some things you may need to get you through these times. And if you need workwear or anything else, please remember Stampede Tech and Western Wear is open 24-7. Online at stampede.ca or you can call 1-800-745-5511, and they'll do their best to help you under these working conditions. Thank you all for supporting Lacrosse Classified, Stampede Tech, and supporting Lacrosse. Time for Who You Got, Evan, and we're down to the Elite Eight. We talked about it in Who We Had, but let's recap the matchups here. Let's uh, let's stay over on the pre 90s and 90s brackets here for uh, for this episode. Then we'll jump over to the other side. We'll do two games today or and then two games next week. How about that? Okay, let's do it. All right. It'll be a quick who you got this week. That's okay. 60s, 1960s Green Gales going up against the 1987 Redmen. I don't know who's going to win this game, Evan. These two teams were so dominant for a, such a long period of time. Like the Redmen, what, they went like three years without losing a game. This Green Gales outfit won seven Mintos in a row. This is going to be a great game and a really tough pick. 87 Redmen, 1960s Green Gales. Evan, who you got? Do I have a strategy going into this, and I'm not going to reveal that? You can try and figure it out rather than get through both games. Men versus the boys. Brooklyn Redmen take this one. 
I yeah. I I think you're a strategy. I'm just gonna get can I if I guess your strategy, will you tell me? Yep. I think you're gonna pick the most recent team in each game. Incorrect. Okay. There goes that theory. Eighty seven Redmond sixties. I'm gonna go I'm gonna I always I pick with the fans here, Evan. I always try and pick what I think the fans are gonna pick. That's how my strategy has gone, and I think I've been doing better than you at that. Nineteen sixties Green Gales is my selection for the top left bracket, bottom left bracket, ninety five Six Nations Chiefs. They win the man cup over the bellies in a bench clearing brawl ensuing in that uh, that epic series as well. Les Wakeling, Brian Shanahan, of course, on that uh, squad back in 95. Evan, taking on the 1999 Toronto Rock. Another good matchup here. A final four berth is on the line. 95 Chiefs, 99 Rock. Evan, who you got? Sticking to my strategy, it's a 99 Rock. Guess again. You're going to take the bottom team in each bracket. Incorrect. It's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. 99 Rock, 95 Chiefs. Man, this is a tough pick. Again, I think the Chiefs would actually win this game, but I think the fans are going to vote for the Rock, so that's who I'm going to pick. I haven't done it yet, but I'm doing it now. 99 Toronto Rock to beat the 95 Chiefs. And that's going to do it for Stampede Tax. Who you got? We'll put the votes up on Twitter. Make sure you're retweeting, posting your vote. Tell your friends, your family, your kids. Post your vote. Get it up there. The bigger the vote, the better to get a true champion here. And now it's down to the nitty-gritty here, and, and we're getting close to a champion. Yeah, and now they get tougher and tougher every time as to who to take because – uh, I'm looking next week at that one matchup oh, in the 2010, I... and it's like <laughs> perhaps one of the best offenses ever assembled against one of the best defenses ever assembled. Going to be a good vote. Going to be a good vote, no doubt about it. Thanks to Mitch Jones for stopping by the podcast. He's a subscriber. As he told you, I suggest you do that as well. Wherever you listen to your podcast, hit the subscribe button. And it's taken care of. You can also follow us along on social media. We are at Lacrosse Classified on Instagram. We are at Lax Class on Twitter. Evan is at Shem Lax. I am at PXP for sports. And that's how you can follow us on social media. A massive thank you goes out to our sponsors who continue to look after us here on the podcast. Support our sponsors. That's how you keep this podcast going. Don't forget to use the promo code for Pure Vital Labs Lacrosse Classified 20. Stampede Tack is Lax Class 20. Take advantage of these promo codes. Save yourself some money. Also, the Vancouver Warriors and Associated Labels and Packaging, and lastly, G. Wilson Construction for their continued support as well. Thanks for listening. Episode 77 is done. For Evan Sheminar, I've been Jake Kelly, and for the fastest game on two feet, and for the creator, stay safe and stay healthy, everybody. <laughs>